Hello there, fellow warrior, and welcome to another episode of Still Standing with me, Valerie Silvera. Today, let's talk about words. More specifically, words have power. I know this isn't a newsflash. It's not a big headline to you, a big shocker <laughs> that words have power. We've all experienced it on the giving and on the receiving end of things. We all know that we wield tremendous power with our words. We can lift people up to incredible heights. You've done this before. I know you have. Given a compliment, really spoke somebody up, gave them a huge kudo, pat on the back, told them how much you believed in them, and just watched them beam. You've lifted people to these heights. But here's the other thing we can do. We can tear people to shreds. And this is not something that any of us really want to do, but often words just go flying out of our mouths, right? I mean, it's good to take a stand about things you believe in and speak out about certain things, but I think we still have to kind of be careful with how we say it. I mean, right now it's unbelievable, the division, and, and it's not just having a difference of opinion. It's in social media and in news and everywhere else, it seems people are ripping each other apart. We can have differences of opinion, but do we really have to attack each other? You know, take one thing somebody said and cancel them, one part of their life, and all of a sudden they're a horrible person? I would really hate to think that I would ever be judged on one part of my life. Okay, I know I'm digressing, but I just had to get that out. Words can hurt. They can harm, hinder, humiliate. I have the ability to really, really do some damage with my words. As much as I lift people up all the time, I have this incredible quality, which is not a good quality at all. I'm very quick. I'm a very quick thinker. I'm a very quick speaker. I mean, it seems like sometimes I'm thinking three steps ahead in a conversation, even when I'm very focused on it. It's just this kind of weird thing that I do. But that means that if I don't be mindful, if I'm not careful, if I don't really think about it, if something really upset me, I could chew somebody up and spit them out before they even knew what hit them. Terrible, terrible thing to do. So those of us that are quick like this, we have to be especially mindful of our words. But everybody, I mean, here's the thing. These words wield tremendous power, so we get to decide how we use them, right? We can lift people up or we can tear them to shreds. It's really a choice. And often it has to do with how we're feeling about ourselves. This subject is actually a module in my Nine Weapons of Hope in the weapon called Your Attitude because I really think that it starts with your attitude. How are you thinking? What's your mindset? If you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're feeling bad about yourself and about the world and, and um, your situation, you're probably going to be more apt to tear other people down than the lip than to lift them up. It's kind of hard to lift people up when you're laying down on the ground, right? So there's more to this in the long term. You really have to work on your attitude if you want to be a person that lifts people up. But this is still an incredible subject and probably 
when you start to really think about this, it's going to help you with your attitude. Think about the words that you use or that others have used on you that have kept you in shame and guilt. Words can diminish our confidence. They can make us feel unworthy. They can also be music to somebody's hurting heart. With words, we can inspire, motivate, and empower. Just stop and think about that for a minute. You, my friend, have the power to inspire, motivate, and empower other people. Your words could be the only positive, uplifting words that somebody hears all day. You could be a game changer for somebody. So I understand getting negative and being stuck in that place because I definitely did that. I decided early on in my life, and I don't think kids aren't born negative. I think however life unfolds, we can end up there. And so at a pretty young age, I decided that I was going to think the worst. Okay, you wouldn't consider that a positive attitude, would you? I would think the worst. I call it now the logic of a negative thinker. My logic was that if I thought the worst, I could never be disappointed. And if something good happened, it would be a bonus. That's logical, isn't it? It is logical, but it's stupid. What a dumb way to live. And I shared that with people. I mean, I shared that logic and, and people were going, yeah, okay, that makes sense. What a terrible way to live in between the things that we're expecting to go wrong and the present. What if they don't go wrong? What a terrible way to spend your time. What if they do go wrong? What a terrible way to spend your time. And it was understandable because I had a, a little bit of a rough childhood. Had a lot of disappointments and fear and things that, that didn't make sense. And I just, that was my way of coping. That was my way of managing my disappointment. And, and here's the thing. Negative thinking can help you avoid disappointment. But as I said a moment ago, it's a lot of a waste of a lot of time in between. In between the moment you're thinking about it and then whatever happens or doesn't happen. You're spending all this time filled with destructive, self-defeating thoughts. You're holding your breath. Oh my gosh, waiting for the worst to happen. Here's another thing. We tend to attract what we put out. So, you know, it's not a big surprise if all of a sudden a bunch of negative people are flocking to you when you're negative. And what's kind of funny about it is you start to think, see, see, I'm right. Look at all these people are agreeing with me. Well, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take much to find people to agree with you, especially when it's negative. I mean, so many people have followed all sorts of negative people and even destructive people and dangerous people because people are looking for somebody to connect with. I hope that you'll be the kind of person that, that people connect with because they don't want to be negative anymore. They don't want to live with that logic of a negative thinker. Man, if this is what you're doing, I really, really hope that you will shift your mindset quickly. Have you found yourself doing this? Subscribing to my logic of a negative thinker? If, it, if so, think about it for a minute. Just for a moment. Maybe after this podcast is over, you'll just sit back and think, Wow, how does that make me feel? 
when I'm expecting the worst? How does it make me feel when I'm not lifting others or even myself up? This is the other side of the coin. The other side of the logic of a negative thinker coin is the person who decides to be positive, to live with that mindset that is uplifting and, and spreads that, that virus around. You know that virus called attitude? It can be a good virus or it can be a very destructive virus. So this is the balance that I got. And it was some years after I started subscribing to that logic of a negative thinker. But thankfully, this man came along. And he is my friend, Chris's dad, and his name is Ron. And by the way, I haven't seen Ron in many decades. I haven't even seen Chris in decades. But this is the impact that Ron had on me. And it's not a big, huge, massive story. You're going to expect that he saved my life or something, right? No, but you know what? His little tiny nugget did have something to do with me saving my life. So I call him my first motivational speaker. And it wasn't on stage in some big auditorium full of people, but it was in his kitchen, in a small house in the 70s, with just two people in attendance. Here was his big audience, me and my friend Chris. I think we we're about 11 years old, sitting at the kitchen table. And I don't recall why he decided to give us this speech. I'm just glad that he did. And I didn't appreciate it at 11 years old, of course, because what he said was, this is the only part I remember. When you have a bad attitude, you can't eat right. You can't sleep right. You can't poop right. You can't do anything right. Of course, Chris and I thought that was hilarious. And we spent years. Anytime she and I would talk and that subject would come up, we'd laugh. You know, we thought that was a chuckle. And I told some people in my family and we'd have a chuckle about that. But that got inside of me. It was impactful. I may have laughed about it when I was 11, but here I am, like I said, decades later, it was obviously impactful because I keep telling this story. The reason I love this story, if you heard it, sorry, I had to repeat myself, but I think it's fine. I think that we need to get messages deep down inside of us, good ones, and it takes hearing them over and over. Have you ever heard a quote or a scripture if you're, if you're into the Bible? Have you ever heard th these things and thought, oh my gosh, that's so good? And you know you've heard it 27 times, but you needed to hear it at that moment. Maybe this is what you need to hear at this moment. This is the real part of the story. The reason, the main reason that I keep telling this story. It's that he wasn't on a big stage. He wasn't doing a YouTube. We didn't even have a YouTube back in the 70s. He wasn't trying to become a motivational speaker. He was just a guy. My friend's dad who imparted some wisdom, some of his good attitude on us. And every single person has that ability. You know, you look at somebody like me and you think, well, you know, I have, I have this platform. Okay, well, that's great. But the reason that I have this platform is because of people like Ron that gave me that little nugget of wisdom that, that planted that seed inside of me that said, I want to be like that. I want to be the person that people talk about decades later, that gave them that little seed, that little nugget. And so you don't have to be a motivational speaker, an author, you don't have to be a life coach or anything else to spread messages that matter.
you can impart wisdom to other people that last a lifetime. And the things that are going to last a lifetime in the good way are these little pieces of wisdom, these motivators, these inspirational things. When people see you fighting and getting back up, when people watch you, witness you with a good attitude, when all hell has broken loose and the storm is still raging, wouldn't that be awesome? If you're an angel floating around up there and you see somebody like me decades later and they're telling a story about something you did, something you said decades before around a kitchen table, imagine that. Just imagine a word that you spoke to one person, maybe like, an, like me, an 11-year-old little girl who rolled her eyes and laughed, but it could be a part of the message she ends up using to change the world. Isn't that amazing? Listen to this, okay? There's this publication by the American Psychological Association, and in this article, they said this, a variety of evidence suggests that people have a tendency to believe what they should not. For example, repeated exposure to assertions for which there is no evidence increases the likelihood that people will believe those assertions. Whoa! Did you hear that? While people can be skeptical, we kind of think of people as being skeptical, right? This psychology suggests that we are more likely to believe what we hear, to believe what we hear, than not to believe it. Taking in the same message repeatedly and you are sold on the idea. So this is why we have to be so mindful of the words we use and the ones that we allow to become a part of us and our belief systems, because they do. The things that we hear over and over and over, they become a part of us. They get down inside of us, like that little seed that Ron planted in me. And you know what? There have been a lot of negative words that have gotten down inside of me too that I've had to fight to purge. Words have the power to call things into existence. Think about this. If you repeatedly use victim mentality statements, oh my gosh, the world's against me. I have the worst luck. The worst things are always happening to me. I never get a break. Those kind of words, and they were thoughts before they were words, they have you stuck in victimhood and there's no power in victimhood. If somebody continually hears they're stupid, they'll wind up believing that to be true. You have to guard your mind. The battle is for your mind. So commit to changing your words. And, and in my nine weapons of hope, I've got, especially in this particular weapon called your attitude, I've got a lot of really cool stuff in there that'll help you with attitude. But I wanted to share this little bit with you here. It, just three little tips that, that you should really commit to. First of all is to increase your awareness of the words you use because I think sometimes we're just not aware. It becomes a habit right? I mean, we, we get in the habit of using such words. You drop something on the ground and you go, you idiot. Yeah, you just said that to yourself. Can you imagine if you and I were in a room together and I dropped something, would you call me an idiot? I hope not. I would certainly wouldn't call you one. So why in the world are we doing that to ourselves? Hmm, that's something to think about, isn't it? The second thing is to guard your mind against what you hear or read that doesn't serve you well. So 
I mean, I, I feel like we should be aware of what's going on in the world, but I spend very little time even scanning news because most of it is so negative and, and just causing division and fighting and, and it's the same sad, awful stories. My gosh, anybody that listens to the news long enough is going to be depressed so that's just one little tidbit. But, you know, social media is another one. We find ourselves in some kind of a rabbit hole. Even listening to your neighbors. How about listening to your own thoughts? We have to guard our minds against what we hear. Music, people, friends, social media, YouTube, whatever it is. The third tip is to reframe your words. So when you catch yourself, you kind of got to reframe them. You've got to find a way to say it differently. Or, you know, remember that? If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. How about thinking about that? So reframing is pretty simple, right? If you're constantly saying something like, I can't do this, I can't do this. How about changing it to this? You could reframe it like this. I'm not sure how I will do this, but I'm going to try. I would encourage you to do that. You might want to even go sit down and write down a few things. Think about the things that fly out of your mouth, the words that you use, the negative statements that you make, and how could you reframe them so that they were positive, uplifting, at least give you a chance. I can't do this doesn't give you a whole lot of chance, does it? Our brains are like computers. I used to tell my kids this all the time when they wanted to listen to certain music and watch certain movies and stuff when they were younger, and I would tell them all the time, your brain is like a computer. Everything that goes into your ears, anything you read, all this stuff goes into your brain. It's in there somewhere. I mean, the files might get lost. They might get become corrupt, but it's in there somewhere, right? I know sometimes we have a hard time with our file retrieval system, especially the older we get, but it's in there. And that's why you have to be mindful. Be careful what you allow into the computer of your mind. What do we do with virus protection. We spend all this money and effort to protect our computers from viruses because we know they're damaging. We know they'll, they'll get in and corrupt our files. They'll get, come in and get in and wreak havoc with the information that ends up being spit out of the computer. Your brain is a computer. You got to be careful. You're not letting the same thing happen. Think about this. We are more concerned with protecting our computers, a machine, so that it doesn't inconvenience us by going down or, you know, getting corrupt or, or crashing altogether. What about your mind? Do you want your mind to be corrupted? Do you want it to crash? You know, as the saying goes, garbage in, garbage out. So protect your mind at all costs. So back to social media real quick. You don't have to stop at every post. In fact, you could clear the clutter from your feed. I actually only use social media for my business, my messaging. That, that's just me personally. I'm not telling you not to use social media. I'm, you know, of course, you might have found me on social media. Um, and there's really great things about it. But just be mindful. That's all I want to say about it. You just got to be careful. This is your mind. Don't worry about offending somebody if you don't comment or like their post or whatever. Or even our friends, so-called friends with them on Facebook. I mean, come on. This is your life. It's your mind. And even if you have somebody, let's say she's your aunt. 
can't 100% avoid her. You can limit your time with her if she's negative or cynical or degrading. In fact, listen, there's another weapon of hope called your circle of strength. That's a good one too about relationships because boy, do they cause us some of the most frustration we have. But there's more on, on how to kind of manage relationships. Okay, so think, just start thinking about stuff like this. Who should you limit your time with? Because they're negatively affecting your attitude. I mean, is there somebody you should just say bye-bye to? Whether it's just somebody that you, you follow or you interact with uh, that you don't really know on social media or something like that, or somebody that's in your life that you kind of need to avoid altogether. Here's the deal, my friend. You may not have the power to change every situation. Well, I shouldn't say you may not. You don't. But you do have the ability to choose your attitude in all of them, in every single situation that comes your way. You have the ability to choose your attitude, which means that you can use the power of your words. You can harness those words. Start making sure that you're using them to lift people up, to make them feel worthy, to be that the music to their hurting heart, to be that only good thing they hear all day. It's easy to hurt and harm and hinder and humiliate and all that. That's easy. But you're a warrior. Step up and start using your words because words have power. We are in this together. I'm always standing right there with you, reminding you always that your story matters. So live it courageously.